0: Hello there, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question, where today we're going to talk about a true conversion. A true conversion. This is a, a question that come up over the years about uh, how can you tell somebody's really converted or not. And we're going to look at Mary Magdalene as an example, that we can identify the fruit on the tree, or some versions say the tree is known by its fruit, as an example, you know that' one person in particular you might be thinking of at one time they they did all kinds of bad things, a very ungodly type attitude. and today they they're a different person, and that would be one indicator that uh, they have changed for the good and they they have been converted, yet God's working in their lives. We can see uh, how the tree is, how it's fruit. Is it good fruit or bad fruit? And for me, it's exciting to see a a new convert, which the Holy Spirit is truly moved into repentance. That is changing that person's heart, turning them away from sin. And like I said, years down the road, you know, after you you've studied with people and they've made this commitment, they've been baptized, and they can you can just see it that they're focused on Christ. And only the power of Christ can do such things. Some people you have this. Pull me up by the bootstraps method. In reality, we really need to trust Christ and and allow Him uh, to convert us completely, be deep in His Word and, and prayer. I know that's a common theme that you're starting to hear. But we should try to walk away from sin. Avoid it at all cost. You can see how grateful people are for their salvation. Again, they don't dwell in the past lifestyles. Uh, They've learned that uh, they can never return to that, and they always try to keep Christ in sight. People who have been truly converted, they do not practice lawlessness. They do not put themselves first, but rather they put everyone else before their own needs, just as Christ did. And they're always giving to Christ and His church. So I want again. I want to look at uh, a lady by the name of Mary Magdalene in Luke chapter eight. So we'll start off, and we'll jump around a little bit in this podcast of different uh, verses. In Luke chapter eight, the first two verses said, "Soon after he went through the cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits." Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Some version says seven demons were cast out. There is a small village called Mangali. Uh, it's on the western shores of the Sea of Galilee. Some Bible maps in the back of your Bible show uh, this little town. Tradition suggests that she was from this village, and we know that Jesus was in that area, so it's, it's very possible. I do not know anyone else who's had seven demons living in them uh, in the scriptures that have been talked about, a little less seven illnesses as far as that goes. This had to be an awful experience to deal with. Some commentary suggests that the woman who washed the feet of Jesus with her tears and dried them with her her hair is none other than Mary Magdalene. Although it really could be, uh, I kinda of lean more to, I, I don't think so. Luke is clear enough to make a firm statement along those lines at the end of Luke chapter seven in these verses here in the first part of Luke eight. Seems to be a poor chapter break and some versions seem to give the impression of this continuing thought of Jesus and in the woman that he forgave and healed and cast these demons out. Mary Magdalene, however, as you study her, she is a faithful follower in her service to christ as a disciple there is no doubt she continues to follow jesus throughout her ministry after jesus frees her from her demon problem we really don't see much of her or hear much about her until really at the end of christ's life in her work his work is done she's there jesus will go through his trial And she apparently follows Jesus as he carries his cross in the streets of Jerusalem. She would watch Jesus fall under the weight of the cross. And she would watch the nails driven into his flesh. And she would watch and listen as the soldiers gambled over his clothing. In John 19, verses 24 through 27, They said to one another, Let us not tear it talking about his garment but let's cast lots for it and see who it shall be and this was to fulfill the scripture which says they divided my garments among them for my clothing they cast lots so the soldiers did these things but standing by the cross was Jesus by the cross of Jesus was his mother and his mother's sister Mary the wife of Clopius and Mary Magdalene notice there's there's no men there except John the Apostle. The rest of the guys, they're, they're long gone. And it's the women who are apparently are sitting at the foot of the cross. And when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he left standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour on the disciple took her into his own home. Again, I find it interesting. All the other apostles are are gone, and they're in hiding. They're they're afraid for their own lives. They're afraid they're going to be the next ones hanging from a cross. And he kind of had to understand the fear here. They thought uh, Jesus was going to be the answer to the Messiah, the King, and they were going to throw away Rome and cast them out, and they were going to be the superpower they once were with uh, when David and and Solomon and hit their days. But that was never really the role of of Christ or the Messiah. It was just what they would have been taught falsely. But none other you see here at the foot of the cross again is Mary Magdalene and the other female disciples. Jesus would take care of his earthly mother, Mary. He would charge John the apostle to take care of her as if she was on his own mother, John is right there and he takes her to his own home. I'm left with the impression that John takes Mary away from the pain of watching Jesus die almost immediately. But Mary Magdalene and one other woman remain at the foot of the cross. Over in Mark chapter 15, starting around verse 40, it says, There were also some women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene and the mother, the Mary of James, the younger, and of Joseph. And when he came into Galilee they followed him and ministered to him, and they were there also with the other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. And he jumped down to verse forty seven says Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he has been laid. So Mary Magdalene is this is a great devotion. To jesus and, and doesn't really want to leave his side she keeps the body of her master within view and she wants to know where he will be buried and perhaps it's out of respect to, to see and make sure that jesus has a proper jewish burial in matthew chapter 27 starting into at the end of that last verse there 58 says what he When he went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus, then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in his clean linen shroud. Verse 60. And he laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. But here we go. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there sitting opposite of the tomb In verse 1 of chapter 28 now after the sabbath toward the dawn of the first day of the week Mary Magdalene the other Mary went to see the tomb so we have the women they're they're watching uh, they're wanting to make sure that he's Jesus is properly uh, buried out of love and respect to him it just seems that Joseph he's probably uh afraid maybe I don't know but he uses uh, his own tomb and he walks away and it's important to note here kind of a side note that this is a new tomb there's no other body in this tomb if there had been uh, the Jewish people could easily said see look there he is he's still there And, and pointed to the body that was already in there there's no other body in this tomb when it comes Sunday morning Knowing where the tomb is, again Mary, she can now take care of the body. Look over back again in John chapter 20. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Verse 11, But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb as she wept. She stooped in to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting there, where the body of Jesus had been laying, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid them. She has to be really heartbroken now. Having this said, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping and whom are you seeking supposing him to be a gardener she said to him sir if you have carried him away tell me where you have laid him and i will take him away and jesus said to her mary and she turned and said to him in aramaic rabboni which means teacher and jesus said to her don't cling to me for i have not ascended to the father but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, t- to my God and your God. And Mary went away and announces to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he said these things to her. Mary had been a really very faithful follower, and the day that she was set free from those that demon-filled life, she she has to feel so much better about herself inside and knowing the peace is there that christ had taken away the torment but she stays close but this mockery of a trial that takes place as confusing as the last hours of of the life of jesus must have been for her she was not going to let jesus out of her life did she understand the events that were taking place I doubt it. Even even though Jesus has spoken about his death, burial, and resurrection to his followers several times, they don't seem to really totally grasp all the Lord had said to them about being crucified. Mary was the first person Jesus would appear to after his resurrection. I I think that's really neat and interesting. It must have been a ton of weight left it off of her uh, once she realizes that Jesus was was the one speaking to her by name, Mary. And clinging to, clinging to him, she doesn't really want to let him go. She does not want Jesus to ever leave her side again. And Jesus gives her this command and tells her to go into Jerusalem. Tell the others of his leaving once again. As hard as this might be for Mary, she does so as commanded. Mark 16 Verses 9 through 11. Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene from which he had cast out seven demons. She went away and, and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they would not believe her. In reality, they, there are not very many verses about Mary Magdalene compared to the 12 men who followed Jesus. Nevertheless, she was one great example for all of us to see and understand what a true conversion looks like. From being in complete darkness and complete control by demons to coming into the life in the light of Christ, the Messiah. And reflecting in, in, of her thankfulness at being saved from such a life, she would devote her life into following Jesus all the way to his tomb and beyond. Although she's not named in Acts chapter one, verse fourteen, my guess is that she is there along with the other women, Mary and the mother of Jesus, just as she was with the women throughout the gospel accounts. We all need to examine ourselves and our lives and and ask some serious questions. Have I followed Jesus faithfully since the day he set me free from sin and death? Not by what I think is right, but rather what has been laid out in the scriptures. Has Jesus always been the focus in my life? Can others see me as being truly converted to Christ and his commandments? Have we given up our lives to serve Jesus, the Master of all things? Because the example of Mary is evident that she was converted deeply by serving her Master and her thankfulness for her eternal life. We should have that same kind of gratitude and thankfulness. And until we understand what God has really saved us from, I'm not sure if we can be totally thankful. I don't know if we can comprehend Completely of eternity of sitting in hell. I would do everything I could in my power to call upon the name of the Lord and ask Him to save me. And I would find a good church that's really preaching the truth, not just preaching one or two subjects and not always preaching politics, but just preaching the gospel. I beg you to search in your life, and I hope that you will take note of Mary as an example of a woman who lived in a time where women really didn't have the equal rights as they do in our society today, that that didn't stop her from leading the life and following Christ. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to find out more about us, you can find us on the internet at biblicalquestion.com. And there you can find out more information and about who we are and how to support us. And we have uh, more and more people tuning in every week. We have listeners in Europe, to North America, South America, and Asia. And it's just been a real blessing to know that people are listening. And it's my hope that Christ will be glorified, and and it will help somebody out there find Christ and, and find a way of serving him in a local congregation somewhere. Thank you, and may God bless you, and may God have the glory.